This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can uh, find some blogs on past podcasts. You can find t-shirts that show some bartender pride. You can find some uh, other cool stuff. So head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. Well, not right now, because the show's about to start. Welcome back to the Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender, the dude. So, you know, sit back, relax, let's have some fun. You know what? Uh, You know what? Today I decided I was going to do a wine themed uh, drink just because it just popped into my head recently well actually it's because uh the guests i'm hoping to have on my next show we'll get to that a little bit later but today our drink special is going to be called the san francisco sangria to make this you need equal parts hot water and sugar until it's dissolved to make your simple syrup uh, first, you uh, throw some cherries into your cocktail shaker, muddle them up really good, add some ice, put in some simple syrup, one, uh, one and a half ounces of Merlot, one ounce of bourbon, and a lemon slice. Shake and strain that into a glass full of ice and enjoy. Probably, uh, the uh, Merlot has a pretty smooth taste as it is, but you add the bourbon to it and it probably has a nice bite. You know, and, but you add the fruit to it and the simple syrup, it might take some of that bite away, but still, you still have that good bourbon flavor along with the kind of mellow taste of the Merlot. And, uh, you know, and just so it doesn't completely turn you off, you get a little bit of sweetness out of it. So how can you lose? So go out there and uh, give it a try. The San Francisco Sangri. If you go out there and give it a try, jump on the Hey Bartender podcast and let me know what you thought of it. Uh, jump on our jump on our Facebook page. Let me know what you thought of it. Uh, you know, I've ne- I haven't tried all these drinks that I talk about, and you know, there's a lot of drinks out there, and I don't plan on trying them all. I mean, holy cats, that's a lot of drinks. But anyway, so what should we talk about today? Uh, bartenders, servers alike. You know what? Uh, there's uh, I've been. Probably it's my fault I put it kind of a trend on Facebook. Uh, I put memes up there all the time for you guys. Things that make me laugh and hopefully they make you laugh. But, uh, you know, the memes where the bartender is slightly annoyed or, uh, you know, just not having a good day. Those those memes tend to get the most attention. I mean, uh, like memes like... Uh, tip your servers. If you can't afford a 20% tip for good service, then you can't afford to eat at that restaurant. You know, a lot of people agreed with that. Uh, and, uh, you know, things like pissing off at the bartender can be a sobering experience. You know, that a lot of people shared that. A lot of people gave me a lot of uh, uh, reactions to that. The I'm the bartender, I call the shots shirt uh, meme. You know, a lot of reactions to that. You know what? 
there's uh, a lot of rules when you're dealing with a bartender out there. Now I want uh, the bartenders and servers to all sit back and see if you can relate to any of these stories that I'm going to talk about. Things that people have done to annoy me or tried to do to you know, kind of take control of the situation because they think the customer is always right. Yeah, the customer is also an asshole. But, you know, what are you going to do about that? I mean, you got to be nice to your customers because they're the people that bring in the money. And money makes the world go round. Money pays the rent. But how do you be nice to people that annoy the living piss out of you? I mean, honestly. And, you know, the first story... That always pops into my head when I think of annoying customers. Well, it's not a story. It's more of a noise. I hadn't been a bartender for very long, uh, probably a little bit longer than a year. And all I these people come in and, you know, I'm not extremely busy at that point in time. And then... All of uh, they come in, they order their drinks. Uh, the girlfriend gets her drink. The boyfriend gets the beer, and they go sit at a table about maybe 10, 15 feet away. And all of a sudden, I hear this noise, and I'm thinking to myself, "What the hell is that?" That was the sound of the boyfriend signaling me that his drink was empty. And he needed another one. You know, I'm I'm hearing that sound. What the fuck is that noise? It's annoying the piss out of me. And then I look over and see the guy just staring at me going, hello. And then rattling his drink on the table. And I'm like, you know what? I should not give you another beer just because you are annoying the piss out of me right now. But, you know, if it had been a busier night, I never would have heard the noise anyway. So I wonder if he would have just sat there and kept rattling his uh, pounder glass on the table like that until I noticed her pounded the pounder glass on the table until I finally gave him another beer. I think I probably would have let him uh, just keep pounding it on the uh, table until the glass broke and uh, cut his hands to shreds. That would have made me laugh. But, you know, a lot of people uh, just sit back. Uh, a lot of these customers sit back and think that, uh, you know, uh, of these ways to get the bartender's attention and they have no idea how annoying it is. Uh, I mean, that, uh, that was the first time the most common way for people out there to, you know, annoy a bartender, any bartender, you know, guys, girls, whatever is instead of coming up to the bar, especially on a busy night, cause they sit back and think, well, I know the bartender, uh, you know, they're my friend, they'll hook me up. But, okay, yeah, maybe the bartender will hook you up. But when you're that guy that when you hear, say, last call, or you're just finished with your, with your beer, you know, something simple, and you yell from across the bar, hey, bartender, can I get another one? And the bartender is already, you know, like five wide, three deep. And, it's, and you want me to stop serving all of these people just to pay attention to you. Okay. Okay, everybody, nobody gets a drink until I pour him his fucking Coors Light. And, you know, it, it's just, that's annoying. And because 
are you really that important wherever you go? Do you, uh, to be able to just wave your hands and scream? I mean, you might as well uh, do the whole garçon, garçon. You know, it. You know, it, we're not that those kind of people. And I mean, side with me out there, bartenders. Do you really like it when your customers do that? I mean, come on. But in most cases, yes, it is a crapshoot sometimes uh, how fast you can annoy a bartender. Because sometimes a bartender can be having a great night. They've been in a great mood all night long and they haven't been drinking anything behind the bar. They haven't been doing anything other than just woke up that morning, had a cup of coffee, had light traffic uh, on on their way to work and, you know, and didn't have a problem getting gas at the gas station or uh, their order from Amazon came in, you know, they probably a lot of great things might've happened to them. And so on those nights, it's probably not very easy to annoy the piss out of your bartender, but the bartender has to deal with a lot of stuff during the eight to 12 hour shift that they have to, Uh, have to do in order to survive yes sometimes that smile that we have on our uh, face is fake but you know it's all about the customer service and you know customer service i'm not really sure maybe i should have my friend shannon back on uh back on this show to talk more about customer service because i'm not sure where the line is drawn because you remember Shannon, she saw, uh, she talked about how she saw every customer as a challenge and, you know, I've got to get this person to like me and, uh, just so they'll, you know, be a good regular customer and I can possibly make a little bit more money off of them. They'll help me out a little bit better. And, but there's gotta be a line that's drawn where, you're being, oh, I don't know uh, how to put it, used, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, they just, they start taking advantage of you. And it's just like, yeah, I know the bartender. Watch this. Yo, bartender, eight Coors Lights over here. And, uh, yo, you know what? No. Uh, there, that's There's got to be a line there. Yeah. If any any of you out there agree with me, drop me an email. Hey, bartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know where your tolerance is to being, you know, just uh, to being nice to your customers. Because there's always got to be that line. And your customers unknowingly can cross it. And it's... You know, what if the bartender was having a bad day? Okay, say they ran out of coffee that morning or traffic was hell getting to work. They're wearing the wrong shoes. That's a big one. The bartender wearing the wrong shoes and they have to be on their feet for 8 to 12 hours. Oh, dear God. I mean, uh, I remember being being a bartender and uh, wearing tennis shoes. Yeah, comfortable, but not exactly slip resistant. And then, so I switched to uh, Doc Martens. The first couple weeks, my feet hurt like hell while I was breaking those things in. And I was insanely grumpy. And, you know, I was just, 
you know, like, take your drink, get the fuck away from me. And, but then I, you know, then they, I broke them in and then they felt pretty good. I mean, there's shoes out there for everybody's feet and lifestyle. I mean, uh, I've talked to people with flat feet that say Converse, uh, Chuck Taylors are the most comfortable shoes on the face of the planet. You know what? I like wearing Chuck Taylors too, but, uh, you know, standing in them for eight to 12 hours, that doesn't sound like a good time to me. By the way, that wasn't an endorsement for Doc Martens or Converse. I just decided to just say those because everybody knows what I'm talking about. If I would have said combat boots, then that would have gone a completely different area. And if I, I don't know how to explain uh, Converse, but there no, uh, there's no royalties there, no plugs. I'm just saying. Uh, but you know, your bartender. You know, there are probably nights where they walk in, they're happy as a clam, and one small thing can set them off and ruin the entire night for them. And, you know, customers really can't do anything about it. And it's like I'd been at, uh, there was one day where I'd been at work for maybe a half hour. And we, we, uh, we had this one customer, he is a plumber. And, uh, I think I told you guys about him. He, he decided to tell a story how he was trying to unclog a pipe and then all this stuff from a toilet came out and hit him in the face. And so we were telling that he got shit faced earlier that day, or that sounded like a shitty job. And, you know, we just, we tried to think of every shit joke to tell this guy. I mean, he had a mustache. He looked like Mario. So we called him Mario and, uh, this guy for some reason, uh, he decided to say something a little bit off color about a friend of mine. She, uh, he, uh, he's like, Hey, I heard she broke up with her boy, uh, boyfriend. So is it my turn? It was a lot worse than that actually. But you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to, it makes me, my skin crawl when I think about what, it, uh, when I think about what he actually said. And I just looked at him and I pointed, uh, pointed the water gun that's behind the bar and you know how bartenders, you know, this trick, of course, if you take the water gun, you put your uh, finger over it and you can get a nice, powerful spray uh, out of it. I pointed it right at his face and I said, you've got exactly 10 seconds to get out of here. And uh, he said, oh, come on. It was a joke. And I said, seven, six, five. And then his, the two people that were there with him said, you better get lost. And he goes, it was just a joke too. And then he goes, fine, I'm leaving. Jeez, and uh, I wrote in the night log uh, what he said, and on the end that I threw him out because you know you know all bartenders we have to write in a nightly logbook uh, because just in case something happens when the customer left, so we have a log of what we did, how we handled it, that sort of thing. And I wrote in the log what he said, and the other bartenders all agreed with me. He doesn't need to come back because he always would say something like that. And we felt like he went too far, but back to right after he left, that set me off. I was angry the rest of the night. I had customers coming up to me going, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. Fine. What do you need? And, uh, you know, in it, that one guy, I let him get to me, and it ruined 
the rest of the shift that I worked, I, you know, I, I started at five and my shift uh, usually didn't end until about three, three thirty. And uh, so that made it difficult for me. But, you know, luckily I had good friends that came in late that night that straightened me out because, yeah, being in a bad mood does affect your income. You know, people want to come into the bar, relax. They want to laugh. But, um, and unfortunately, as the bartender, you are the entertainment. You are the stand-up comic. You are the main attraction. But it's like handling, trying to handle hecklers at the Apollo. If you let a heckler get to you, you lose your stride. You're not funny anymore, or you're not into whatever character you're playing and it's all over and you might as well just pack up go home try again tomorrow if they let you back and you know it's just that sort of thing once in a while people get a little bit too comfortable and start doing things that they wouldn't do anywhere else and in this day and age uh of uh equality and all that sort of thing the way people treated people uh treated each other back in the early 2000s i it would not go nowadays and i'm sure it's even tough uh, out there when you've got uh corporate places like hooters and uh places like that once again uh not a plug uh i'm just I'm just saying, you know, if I say the brand name, you guys will know what I'm talking about. But there was one night, one customer, I guess, just kind of decided that it was okay to slap my server in the ass. And me, I was very protective of my servers. I watched them like a hawk, even though I didn't need to, because those girls were probably way tougher than I am. And... But the girl hadn't been working there for very long. And the customers uh, said, you know, probably did the usual thing that you see in all the movies. You know, thanks, sweetie. Swap. And it shook her up. And so I saw it happen. And I saw the look on her face. She didn't know what to do. She, I, You know, because she's sitting there uh, saying to herself, I kind of need this job, but I kind of want to take this guy's head off. And... So I said, just put his order in the computer. Uh, I'll take care of it. And I walked over, uh, walked over to the guy and very quietly said into his, uh, said into his face in front of his coworkers. I said, you ever pull that shit again in my bar, you will be out of here before you knew what happened. And he said, come on, man. It's just, a, it's a bar. What do you expect? And that set me off. And I said, you know what? No, you will not be treating my servers like that. Get the hell out. And he's like, what? It's a bar. You expect that kind of thing. No, no. You treat people with respect in my bar. Everybody respects each other in my bar. That's the rule. And uh, the girl, uh, after he he said, fine, I'm leaving. And then took the rest of the table with him and uh, not, uh, not literally the rest, all the people he came in with. Uh, 
uh, I walked back to the bar, uh, walked back to the bar where the server was standing and she goes, you didn't have to do that. I mean, it, it was just harmless. And I said, you know what, if I let him do that to you today, what about, uh, what happens to you tomorrow or what happens to another server tomorrow? And you know, it'd be, it, you know, people got to respect each other, uh, while inside my bar and believe me, if any other bartender, if the other bartender that works at this place was here tonight, instead of me, that guy wouldn't have gotten a warning first. He would have just been tossed out. And she, you know, basically agreed with me and said, oh, okay. And I said, if anything like that happens again, if you have a problem with it and you are, uh, you don't think you can handle it, you come to me. And... That ne- she never had to come to me. She was always able to handle herself. That's what I loved about my servers. Uh, all tough, tough uh, people all together, and in a good way. Not, uh, not one of those. What you want to fight? Come on, stand up. I want you know, you know, you know. They they knew how to handle themselves, and knew they uh, knew they had control of the situation. I loved that. Hey, I'm on a rant here of things that annoy uh, bartenders. Well, let's keep this going. This is actually kind of uh, therapeutic a little. Uh, you know what also annoys bartenders? When you uh, order one drink and don't want to start a tab and pay with a credit card. Oh, boy. Let me tell you something. Uh, now, the, it annoyed me even more when... Uh, the well i don't know if it was a designated driver or not uh but this dude walks up to the bar one night and uh no that's not the start of a joke this dude walks up to the bar and says can i just get a coke and i said sure and then he hands me his damn credit card and i said you're gonna put a dollar 25 on a credit card get away from me and i didn't charge him for the coke because Hey, it's late at night, you're trying to sober up, or you're the unlucky guy that pulled the short straw that has to stay sober. You think I'm going to charge you for a Coke that late at night? No. Some bars, yeah, will, but that's usually the local strip club, and they'll charge you $7 for a Coke. And it has tons of ice in it, and really doesn't do anything for uh, for your thirst. And it takes away money from the pretty girls on the stage. But I digress. But if you're not... I don't know how to get around that. You're going to annoy the bartender no matter what, because maybe you are going to only have one beer. And so, and you don't have any cash on you. I mean, how many people out there actually carry cash on a regular basis nowadays? Everybody puts it on their debit card and pays for everything on their debit card. It's just easier and, you know, more likely uh, that that's how the customer is going to pay for it. But come on, one beer, credit card, and then all of a you know, th- you know, they're standing there, sitting there, thinking, I'm pro- probably thinking, I'm just gonna have the one. Oh, th- uh, one of my buddies just showed up. I better have another one. Uh, I'll take another one. Here's a credit card. No, I'm not starting a tap. Uh, I've actually gotten to the. Uh, there was actually a one point where I got to the, uh, got to this where I said, you're starting a tap. I don't care if you think you're only having one, you're starting a damn tab because I'm tired of running your damn credit card. Uh, Cause at least 
uh, back when I was bartending, it took a couple minutes. And when you got a line of people sitting at, uh, you know, waiting for, waiting for their drinks, uh, you know, they're getting more impatient and then you're more prone to receiving those type of people that try to wave for their drink or try to, you know, shout for their drink. And then that just, uh, you know, sends the bartender into a spin of anxiety and uh, all of a sudden hates the world. And, you know, you want to avoid uh, wanting to throat punch people. How many bartenders and servers out there can agree with me on that? And, And just, you know, the customer just rubs you that right way where you... You can see the targeting sensors in your eyes aiming right for their throat. And you just, just come on, just say one more thing. No, wait, I need this job. God damn it. And, but yeah, I mean, okay. You're paying with a credit card for, well, the price for a domestic beer back, um, back in those days was like two fifty, And I mean, do you really want the credit card fees? And no, I'm not going to give you a beer for free just because you're spending, uh, buying one beer on a credit card. Coke? Sure. Coffee? Yeah, what the hell? But, uh, no, not, not a beer. No, no, especially since the government taxes the shit out of that stuff. You know, the government doesn't want you to, uh, doesn't want people to drink. Government doesn't want people to smoke. And so, uh, but they put taxes on it because they know people have to drink and people have to smoke. Makes sense to you? No, doesn't make sense to me. Another great time I got annoyed, uh, was, you know, the bar that I was situated at had six seats going across and usually the walk-ups came to the side of the bar and, uh, ordered their drinks and, you know, it was uh, that type of situation was kind of easy because able, everybody was able to, you know, make a single file line. And so I could deal with one customer at a time. I didn't have to deal with five wide and three deep all the time. It did happen from time to time. But the point what I'm trying to get to here is uh, those six seats, when all of a sudden the night became incredibly busy, uh, usually late at night, around 11 o'clock, there's that one dude that wants to start a conversation and you know, you can't blame the guy for being lonely. You know, he just wants to talk to somebody. That's why probably why he came in. So he could strike up a conversation with somebody and have a little bit of, you know, interaction with people. (laughs) But the bartender is busy. The bartender is working and everybody has the uh, has that idea in their head that the bartender is there to listen. And, you know, in some cases, bartenders do have the time and, well, well, might want to listen to your problems. But when all of a sudden you realize that the bartender is getting really busy, you can't sit there and expect him or her to listen to everything you say. Because they're busy trying to make drink orders. And it's, you know, so, I mean, there's this one dude that uh, got annoyed uh, because he, uh, I think we were talking about the Doobie Brothers. And 
uh, he was talking about how to play black water on the guitar. Now, normally that conversation would interest me, but then all of a sudden I got hit with a bunch of people. My servers, uh, my printer was going crazy because my servers were getting a lot of orders. And then he got annoyed that I wasn't paying attention to him. And I was like, dude, you know, we'll get back to it in a minute. I know you're going to be here for at least another three hours. So just relax a second and, uh, you know, let me take care of all this stuff and we'll get back to our conversation. And you can, cause me, I love talking about music and, uh, but yeah, that, that put a bad taste in his mouth for the rest of the night. He didn't want to talk anymore because he felt like he was neglected. Well, all right. Yeah, you were being neglected, but the whole thing is I had to, I, there are another 30 people that I have to pay attention to, not just you. I can't close all of them out. And finish the conversation. It's like, uh, um, what was that Seth Rogen movie, uh, uh, where he got the girl pregnant and anyway, well, the bar that bartender was a dick because, uh, in that movie, because he wasn't pouring drinks. He was just talking to somebody and everybody at the bar was getting really annoyed that no drinks were being served. Okay, the bartender in that movie was in the wrong. But when the bar uh, bartender is visibly slinging drinks like a madman or a woman, uh, then you've got to understand, they don't have time to talk to you. And most of the time, they don't have time to talk to anybody. It's just, what do you want? And, you know, okay, next. What do you want? Okay, next. And uh, especially, especially there's uh, one night that I remember. Uh, this guy walks up and uh, one of the girl bartenders I worked with, she uh, she was serving him. I was kind of the, not really a bar back, but I was at the bar to help her out because Fridays and, uh, Fridays and Saturday nights were usually the busiest. And... Uh, all of a sudden he comes up and says, can I get a Guinness? And she pours it the proper way that you are supposed to pour a Guinness off a Terminator stout. You pour it halfway, wait for all the foam to settle. Then you pour it the rest of the way. <coughs> she took like six other drink orders during that time. It takes a while to do it, but that's the proper way to pour a Guinness. And, uh, and all of a sudden, he decides to stand there in front of everybody and admire. Now, that is a perfect Guinness, just like you, honey. And she, uh, all of a sudden, she stopped and she goes, okay, go away. And, you know, I don't know if she uh, purposely was uh, mean to him, but, you know, a lot of these bartenders don't have time to get hit on. And well, actually no bartender has time to get hit on because they're slinging drinks. And even if the bartender has game or the bartender is uh, actually looking for somebody, then they don't have time because they got to keep serving drinks. They don't have time to throw out a pickup line. They don't have time. A good bartender doesn't have time to throw out a pickup line or, uh, you know, give off a, uh, some kind of sexy vibe or something like that. And, uh, but 
uh, the bad, the shitty bartenders, they got plenty of time to do that. But, you know, I've seen, I've heard uh, waitresses and bartenders in the past say things like, I should have right under my name tag, hi, I'm Sally, I have a boyfriend, or I'm married, or, you know, hi, I'm Steve, there's a ring on my finger, or, you know, say something like that, just to keep people from constantly hitting on them all night long. Uh, now me, I didn't have that problem because I didn't know when people were hitting on me. Uh, my friend Shannon will tell you, she'll, she said it, a woman would have to hit me over the head with a two by four in order for me to realize they were hitting on me. And so if the girl did take the time to tell me I'm cute or something like that, I'd be like, Oh, thanks. Um, can I, what can I get you? And, you know, you know, sometimes I could probably come off as uh, a jerk, you know, uh, uh, doing things like that to a girl, but my mind was concentrating on work right then and there, you know, that's where, you know, that's, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I got to make money, got to make money, got to keep the drinks going so I can make money. It got to keep the drinks going so that the bosses can get mad. Um, uh, you know, that's just the way my mind worked when I was bartender. There were probably dozens of times where a woman hit on me and I was freaking clueless because I was so busy. I had uh, no idea. Actually, I think uh, even if I was sitting in a chair in a white room and a woman started to hit on me, I probably still wouldn't know it just because I am who I am. But that's the life of being an introvert. So other ways uh, that we can talk about this, you know, if you're a customer, take some of these stories to heart. These are things that annoy bartenders, especially the ones in the, uh, uh, in the smaller mom and pop in the club situation, you might have to wave your arms and, uh, try to get the bartenders, uh, or servers attention just because they're running around like a bat out of hell. And they're, they just have this full sensory overload, flashing lights and loud music, people screaming and, you know, constant wave of people dancing. You know, they, they just probably can't see it because their senses are just going, ah, but, you know, if, uh, if you want to get in good with a bartender, just, you know, Listen to these stories, take some of them to heart, and don't fucking do it. But if you're a bartender and you uh, are relating to some of these stories, thinking to yourself, yeah, that's happened to me. You know what? I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, because I could never figure out how do I not let these people get to me. I mean, there's always that one customer that has a giant ring on their finger that thinks they can get their next drink by clanging their ring on their glass until you, they get the bartender's attention. And that, I don't know where people think that wouldn't annoy your bartender. I think it's a lack of respect when uh, people do that to you. And, you know, I've always, uh, when I've, the not many times I go to a bar, I've always been, nice to the bartender and, you know, uh, don't, you know, shoot fireworks to get their attention or be obnoxious. 
and you know it's you know what's that wayne's world thing i know the may i help you riff and then play something really obnoxious on guitar you know but you know that's everybody at guitar center but we're not talking about that right now you know another thing that uh, annoys bartenders and bar owners and that sort of thing when you know your friend is completely plastered drunk but you think it's okay for them to sleep it off in a booth or sleep it off on the table. You know, no, do not do that. Take them home and don't even leave them in the car in the parking lot. Take them home because, you know, if the Liquor Control Commission were to come into any bar and see that there's somebody fast asleep in a booth or something, they will assume that he was overserved and then fine the bar and you're ruining your bartenders slash bars way of life. And if you actually like that bartender and you want, uh, and you want to see them every night, you don't want to do that. If your friend is drunk off their ass or just flat out sleepy, take them home and then come back out. That's the way you do it. Don't leave them in the car because then your friend runs the risk of getting a possible DUI. Yes, yes, that can happen. You can argue it all you want and say, but officer, he wasn't even sitting in the driver's seat. No, the police have taken that and turned that into intent to use a motor vehicle while intoxicated. So, you know, if... You uh, it's it's easiest if you live nearby, but if you you go way out of town, just to try uh, uh, try out a new bar that you heard about, you know, take care of your friends first. You know, because the bartender uh, is not a babysitter. No, no, we do not babysit. We serve you drinks, and then we make sure that you, the only as far as we go is make sure that you're able to come back the next day without to, uh, without any trouble. Because we'll be nice to you, because that's what we're paid to do. Uh, but we will not take care of you. We will... Uh, the worst, absolute worst that I ever saw was these three business guys were sitting uh, sitting at a table at a bar that I was at. And... The um, these three business guys and this girl, you know, she looked she looked kind of young, and I didn't really understand why she was with those three business guys, but that girl could not sit up to save her life, and they just kept propping her back up, propping her back up, and I thought, what the hell? You know, what the hell's wrong with her? Because you know, automatically my mind started going towards she must be under the influence of something because. All they're, they're not really paying attention to her. They're just keep propping her back up. Maybe tr- try to get her drink, uh, get her to drink a little bit of water. But uh, yeah, she couldn't sit up uh, to save her life. And uh, me and the other guys that I was hanging out with that night, we had some concern over that. So we went in. Uh, we went back into the bar that we were coming out of. Uh, cause we were just in there and said, um, there's this girl out there. She is having a hard time sitting up. Uh, you might want to look into that. Now that might be something, uh, 
that annoys a bartender too. But some bartenders are really appreciative because they can't keep an eye on every inch of the bar. There's it's there's a lot of nooks and crannies where people can hide. And, you know, you can find those places. You know, they're not hard. And especially when you're dealing with a sea of people, uh, you know, hiding in plain sight, sort of. And so they uh, they said, OK, we'll check in. Uh, we'll check that out. And we had a little bit more concern. Not that we had any problem with that bar or uh, the bartender being able to handle the situation. But we ran into a couple police officers and said, you know, there's this girl over there, over at that bar. She's um, under the influence of something because the three guys that she's with don't seem to care that she can't sit up. And the cops were like, okay, yeah, we'll check that out. Uh, One of the guys I was hanging out with that night, he went back a little bit later to talk to the bartender. And the bartender said, yeah, something was really wrong with her because uh, when the police came and checked her out, uh, she went away on an ambulance. She had no idea what happened to the three business guys, but the girl went away on an ambulance. Uh, So she really had problems. But that's to the extreme of what I'm talking about. You look after your friends, the bartender make sure you have a good drink. Uh, we're not babysitters. You don't tip us enough to be babysitters. And maybe if you threw, uh, threw in an uh, extra hundred bucks an hour, okay, maybe, yeah, bartender be uh, be your babysitter. But, uh, and not in the weird, creepy kind of way. But, uh, yeah, we're not paid that much in order to babysit you. We serve drinks. And... Sometimes the law uh, throws it in our face that we overserved somebody, but there has to be a responsibility at the same part on the customer because yeah, I mean, some customers can hide how drunk they are whenever they walk up to the bar. I knew some people that were really good at that, but as soon as they got in their, uh, got in their car or as soon as they got out of eyesight of the bartender, uh, you know, it just does complete 180 on you. And all of a sudden, they can't stand up. They're slurring their speech. Go back up to the bar. I would like a Budweiser, please. And then go back to their friends going, you're funny, man. Yeah, you're, you're, the, you're the funniest, man. Yeah, that happens. And, uh, you know, there was this big blind corner that I couldn't see at one of the bars that I worked at. And a lot of stuff probably happened in that corner, even in the video poker area that I couldn't see in there. So, because the wall, there was a wall there blocking it off. Uh, for, so, uh, kids weren't able to see it. I'm sure things happen in there from time to time too. But yeah, I mean, look after each other. I mean, that's, that's a number one. The bartender can't look after everybody. We can try if we care enough, but we can't look after you the whole time that you're drinking. Here's something else uh, that might annoy some bartenders. A commercial break. So if you would like to get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise or just some 
novelty uh, bar t-shirts, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com. You'll find a small selection, gradually growing, of novelty t-shirts and Hey Bartender podcast shirts and a few other neat little uh, neat little things. Gradually growing the store, uh, all for reasonable prices. Head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. Next up, my musical guest from their album Falling. Here is Dude York with Falling.
That was Dude York with the title track to their album Falling, their single Falling. Uh, if you want to check out more about Dude York, head over to bandcamp.com and search Dude York. And you can uh, follow their link, listen to more of their stuff, find out where they're playing next, and, uh, you know, catch more of their music. They've uh, got some really good stuff. Anyway, we're going to uh, finish up here, uh, talk about one last thing that annoys every bartender out there. Now, it has to do with music. Okay, when you're in your car and there's a new song out that you really enjoy, there is no problem, or your car, your house, whatever, there is no problem playing that song over and over and over and over again because you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, sure. Go When Uptown Funk came out, I'm sure people played that over and over and over in their car and practiced dance moves. Or, you know, there was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer I remember seeing once, once again, not a plug, uh, where the girl kept playing that Do You Believe in Love song by Cher over and over and over again, and Buffy wanted to stab her. But, you know, when you're in a public situation, such as a bar, and I'm sure, um, well, back uh, back when I was a bartender, the jukeboxes were filled with CDs and you had a limited selection. Nowadays you got these uh, jukeboxes that have uh, digital download. So you've got quite a bit more selection, but don't be that person in the bar that plays the same song over and over and over and over again. Now I've talked about it before. Uh, I used to love the song Freebird until I became a bartender because uh, people would come in, one person would come in and put a dollar in, get five songs, and then Freebird would be one of them. And then another person would come in a half hour later and see, uh, put in their five songs and Freebird would be one of them. Okay, that's a different situation there. That cannot be helped because, you know, when you got 18 people coming in at different times, they all like the song Freebird, they want to hear it, you can't help it. But here's some situations where... Uh, it annoyed the piss out of me. I've talked about this one before. For some reason, this couple that came in, uh, the uh, wife was playing video poker and she thought it was lucky to play U2's with or without you while she played video poker. She would play it over. and Well, she had her husband go to the jukebox and play it over and over and over again by the seventh time i heard that song i said all right i'm going to use a power that i rarely use in this bar i'm going to start ejecting songs and i had to push that delete button five times before we heard something different five times this guy put in that u2 song eight nine ten eleven twelve like 15 times i don't know and yeah, he got mad at me because, you know, hey, that was my hard-earned money that I put into your jukebox. And I was like, you know what? There are other people in this bar that all want to listen to music, too. And I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I decided since they were new customers, I reimbursed the guy. And just because I, you know, I wanted to be nice. It was it was a dick move. And... You know, I fully realize that. I look back on it now and say, yeah, that was a dick move. But it's also annoying as fuck 
to the bartender and the customers to have to hear the same song 15 times in a damn row. And, you know, just don't do that. Play it once. And maybe in a while, if you all of a sudden hear that the jukebox hasn't played in, say, 45 minutes to an hour, then you can play it again. But give us time to miss the song, please. And another another time, uh, this girl came in and the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album just came out. And she decided to play the song Californication over and over and over and over. Please do not do that. And I mean, not only are you annoying your bartender, but you're pissing off all the other people that want to listen to something else too. Uh, they, I mean, good for you. You enjoy that song and it might have some kind of meaning in your life. Maybe, I don't know, but uh, yeah, just don't do that. That's, you know, like impolite you know, to force people to listen to one song because you I don't care who you are and how much you like the song. Uh, you know, when, uh, you know, if other people are like sitting there going, Oh, Californication, what the hell kind of Californication again? How long is this song? And you know, it, then that's when the bartender has to step in and say, okay, that's enough. And hit the re, uh, eject button. You know, stop playing this stuff. It's just ridiculous. And, you know, let's let's give this song a little bit of airtime before we really, really hate it. And uh, then you got those other songs that are just flat out annoying. Now it's it it's not just me out. Uh, this might be just me out here. I mean, the song uh, "Turn the Page" performed by Bob Seger. Uh, that song is actually a good song. I like that song, except the saxophone is like drilling a hole in my head. And just, just, ah! And, you know, the rest of the song, you know, I like it. But when that that saxophone blasts right in, and it's like they the guy who recorded it made it insanely loud on purpose to catch, you know, you know make people piss their pants maybe? I don't know. And it... it it's just what the hell, and you know that's that's another song that uh, annoys me. If you're one of the older bars uh, out there that hasn't upgraded to the MP3 uh, digital download jukebox, uh, you know, try to keep your music rotating as often as possible. I mean, get the guy to come back at least once a month because your customers get tired of the same old music and your bartender especially gets tired of the same music every day. And when you put music in there, now you, some of you bartenders listen up here. When you, if you get put in charge of what music goes into that jukebox, don't fill it up with a bunch of obscure crap. I mean, stick to, like top, uh, well, you don't necessarily have to stick to top 40, but pay attention to the people that show up in your bar. If you 
see younger crowd between 20 and 35. Okay, maybe top 40 is where you should go. But if you go like 35 to, uh, I don't know, death, uh, maybe classic rock, you know, and the good classic rock. Because, you know, there was one time in the bar where uh, we were sitting there and all of a sudden this guy stands up and says, okay, I've put this song in the jukebox. If anybody gets offended, I will have the bartender ejected immediately. I just think this song is funny as hell and my friend needs to hear it. And the name of the song uh, was Lap Dance is Better When the Stripper's Crying by the Bloodhound Gang. Uh yeah, I think that, yeah. And, wow. You want to talk about an offensive song? I bet that got no radio airplay. I mean, the radio stations probably would never have touched it. But, yeah, insanely offensive song. And so, since with this invention of the digital download jukebox, you can pretty much play whatever the is available on their servers. And if songs like that... Or, I don't know, let's go even farther back. Um, Me So Horny by Two Life Crew. Or, you know, these insanely offensive songs. You might want to rethink that. Because, uh, you know, you you want to cater to the right crowd at the right time. And if you, like at my bar, we had the older crowd in during the, uh, the dinner rush. But late at night, the younger crowd came in. So playing things uh, a, a little bit uh, off color wasn't, it, it was for more forgivable. But, uh, you know, when you play obscure things like, well, this isn't obscure. One guy decided to play the live version of Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin. Okay, here's a reason why nev- that should never be played in a bar. First, it's 25 minutes long. Second, 23 of those minutes is the bass just doing do 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 23 minutes of just that. It's like what were the guys doing backstage? Uh what I mean, did uh, the bass player just run up on stage? and forget that the other guys were changing their clothes or did somebody pass out and they were trying to revive him. I mean, the who, the who ran into that every once in a while with Keith moon, but yeah, you know, stay away from things like that. And the obscenely long, uh, you know, dance mixes or, you know, just, just play regular music. And now saying regular music, that's asking a lot. Because there is no such thing as regular music. Uh, uh, when I go out and search for musical musical guests, I realize that you know it's not just rock and roll anymore. It's garage rock. It's heavy metal. It's uh, hard rock. It's you know, and then you think, well, okay, I'll go into R and B, and it's not just R and B. It's R and B soul. It's R and B pop. It's R and B rap. And it's, you know, every music is segregated so, so much. It's ridiculous that anybody can find anything out there. And, but, you know, 
the important thing is to have fun. And because you go to the bar and the important thing is to have fun and don't ruin anybody else's night by inflicting whatever crap that you got going on in your life on them, especially your bartender is, you know, and the bartender and me as a bartender, I promise I will not do the same thing to you. If I all of a sudden, if I happen to be dating a girl and she breaks up with me, or if we have a fight right before I got to work, I will not bring that bad energy to you. I will give you nothing but good vibes and everybody, uh, everybody just get along, have a good time. And you know, it's actually fun once in a while to see a whole bunch of people, all walks of life, all of a sudden just start singing along with the jukebox. It, that is actually kind of cool. I mean, I know some people who absolutely, they, you know, if there's a cowboy hat on one of the people in the band, that's automatically country music. I hate it. That's the, that's the way they are. But when you see even that person that where, you know, where's the t-shirt that says, I hate country music singing friends in low places by Garth Brooks. That is something to behold. That is something cool. And you know that everything is going just fine in your bar because everybody's having a good time. And the way you have a good time, just be cool. You know, be relaxed. You're, um, and, you know, be nice to your bartender. Be nice to your server. And that's the trick. I mean, don't act like your best buds immediately. Just you know, get to know each other. That's how it works. I mean, you know, the things that annoy bartenders, yeah, that's a crapshoot because, you know, something might have happened to them that day or there might have had an unruly customer before you got there. And, you know, it's not their fault. It's not your fault. And, you know, and we just got to get through it. And the only way we can get through it is with big old smile on our face and a drink in our hand. What do you think of that? Oh, anyway. Uh-oh. Sorry, people. It is last call. That's right. Last call for alcohol. Boy, I wonder who came up with that idea uh, to you know, say last call for alcohol and went, Hey, that rhymes. I'm going to start using that every day. Anyway, if you want to uh, uh, be on the show, if you're a server or bartender and you want to uh, have a few stories to share, uh or you're a band and want me to promote your uh, single, uh, send me an email at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll see about getting you guys on the show. I'd love to talk to some of you people, get some of your stories, because uh, every single one of us bartenders has a different story, and it's they're always interesting and they're always fun. If you want to pick up some bartender merchandise, like I said before, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com. Hey, I just added a new t-shirt where uh, you have the ABCs backwards and upside down so it's easy to read when you look down because, you know, just in case of those, you know, pesky little uh, field sobriety tests, go check that out. Uh, anyway, uh... 
hopefully you join me for my next episode where my guest will be Miss Mia Torres, who is a food and wine contributor for VRAI Magazine. And we'll have a lot more information on her uh, on the next podcast. And you know what? Uh, you know, thanks for listening. And as usual, I'd like to quote my um, uh, my hero, Billy Joel. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night, everybody. I said, hey,